What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. I, you have Jones here with Sully. Tommy Bunn's on vacation this week, but we got a lot to unpack. Um, let's start it off in the NFL with some breaking news, somewhat breaking in the last hour. Um, Odell Beckham, officially a Los Angeles Ram. Uh, we got it down to, we had a little scare at the end there where he was a little Gordon Hayward situation where he it was reported that he was going to the Rams and then quickly two conflicting reports came out from the Beckham camp saying that was not the case Um, but it clearly was I think it was just them wanting to kind of control the narrative and cross the T's and dot the I's on their end not sure what was going on behind the scenes maybe there's some contractual questions whatever it was Los Angeles is is where OBJ is heading Um, and what do we how do we feel about it Uh, initial reactions I'm disappointed. Uh, I have him in one da- dynasty league, even though I hate OBJ. I, um, so from a fantasy perspective, I don't, I don't think it does much. I think he'll have some boom games, but all in it all, it can't be great for his fantasy. I mean, like it can't be considered a win for his fantasy. Yeah, it can't. No, it definitely can. I mean, maybe it's better than like the Raiders, being that like you got Waller there and you got Renfro, and maybe, but. Um, from a football perspective, I guess it helps on paper. I don't. I'm sure. Yeah, I that's mean, the I thing. I, I, I guess it's really not that it it hurts him compared to what he was doing on the Browns because he really wasn't doing anything on the Browns from a fantasy perspective. But it, uh, in terms of where he could have gone, it hurts him. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess it helps the Rams a little bit. I'm not as convinced as a lot of people are. Um, you know, I don't think I think you'll see. I guess maybe a little more balanced offense, maybe not as much Cooper Cup, uh, but you know, I think you know teams always do this. They, I mean, the Bucks had a really bad O line and it got better as the year went on. They had some young players, uh, but the Rams O line is probably their biggest weakness right now. Um, so they just want a bunch of they just wanted to add a star, a diva wide receiver, I guess. Yeah, everybody so they got knows Woods, that's they got the, Cup, they got the makeup of a Super Bowl champion. Is you got It's the formula. So like the Bucks did it with AB, but AB is way better, and they had. It also has Brady, uh, who's going to oh, kick him out of his pool house if he acts up. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that O line really came together, and the defenses I guess are similar because they're both so talented, both so insanely talented. Um, like the Von Miller thing to me it was like my overreaction was like, oh, the Rams are going to win it. Like that's it. Um, like the OB, like the OBJ thing to me, like it, it doesn't change my, you know, I don't even think it's over, but I just feel like, I don't know. It doesn't do much for me. Maybe it makes him a little better, but he could easily be a cancer in the locker room. You know, they lose, let's say they lose by 10 or lose on a last second drive. He throws it to Robert Woods. Woods doesn't catch it or over his head. And then OBJ is complaining. And then, you know, then OBJ's dad is out there making videos about why Matt Stafford sucks. Yeah. And I mean, it- um, yeah, and I mean, it, two games, you know, like, there you yeah, go. Yeah, he's going to freak out, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I watched a lot of Browns games, and he was open certain games, and um, Baker really had it. I mean, excuse me, Beckham had a tough time, you know, doing that thing called catching the ball as a wide receiver, so. Um, I think I've heard that's a little important. It, you need it a bit at that position. Yeah, yes, you do, you do need a little bit of hands, and, uh. So I kind of understand the Baker, like, you know, I don't think he was purposely avoiding him, but it was like, you know, Landry's got sure hands even. I mean, I, 
You know, there's a lot and, of. I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones has has really emerged yeah. as a legitimate wide receiver this year. I was just about to say, like, I'll take Donovan Peoples Jones, like, in like you know, for what it's worth, in in the context of what they are, like. He just brings a lot of baggage, and can he still get open? Yes, he can still get open. And that shoulder injury, like how much of him are we going to see? That shoulder, he'd hurt like every other game. I don't really know if he's going to be healthy. Um, that shoulder is definitely an issue. So, um, you know, I, I think it was kind of like disappointing news, honestly, because it's like people are oh, – social media is overacting like this puts them over the top. But to me, it's like the Bucks can still beat them. Um I don't know. Maybe the Packers. I don't know. I, I probably Packers not. Because they're surely going to put up a fight, you know. But probably not. Yeah, probably not at this point though. With the Packers defense, I mean, they will get Jari if, back. But if Odell goes to Green Bay, do you take the Packers over the Rams? Yeah, I probably. I, I probably. I think so because I, I. I feel like Rodgers is better than Stafford. Obviously, the Packers have a decent O line. You, you you put together him. And they're with, about to get Bakhtiari back. Yeah, like like he would have been such a much better addition because now you have a true stud, like a true separator opposite Adam. You got a real you playmaker got... opposite Devonte. Yeah, which you really haven't had. Even though I'm like not speaking too highly of him, like he's the most talented player they have. And you have Cobb in, in the slot. Obviously, that's that's huge. Who's um, been great? I mean that that he's deal. Been really good. Yeah. Uh, that's everyone was like, oh, f- kind of fuck Aaron Rodgers for doing that, but that that's been a fantastic move for Green Bay. He's been really solid this year. Uh, they have a great rapport. I think it would have worked out great for them. I really do. I think I, I think they should offer a little more than the vet men or whatever a mil or two mil more than you know than the vet men or whatever. So I don't I don't really know what they're doing, but Aaron Rodgers I'm sure isn't too happy about it. But I think it would have he would have had a you know it would have been really nice to see Rodgers with two really good receivers and then his old reliable and Cobb you know after losing Tunyon too and. Um, you know, they got the two good running backs, obviously, and the defense has been pretty solid this year. I don't know if I'm sold on it, but, um, I, it's just, it's just tough to, if they're in the NFC championship game, and I don't think they will be, because I had imagined the Bucks will have to be in that game, being that they're the Bucks. but it's going to be, it's going to be tough for Rodgers to put up 30, you know, 28 to 30 points on that defense when, that's what he's gonna have to score because the Rams will probably be able to score relatively easily against them. Say, so, yeah, exactly. It's not like so they got like, a bad offense on the other side of the ball either. Yeah, it's not an indictment against Rodgers. It's just like you know, if he puts up twenty four, twenty one, twenty four. I think that's great against that Rams defense. You know, it may be a work in progress, but Von Miller and Ramsey and Donald. I mean, Von and Miller. Got, and, the Rams have to be the most talented team in the league now, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I already thought they were. I already thought they were personally, but it's just. If they lose, it'll be a combination of that O-line and Stafford. Stafford really isn't too great under pressure. He takes a lot of sacks. He throws some not great balls. Um, but I, I don't know. He's been great this year. Don't get me wrong. But against the Titans, he looked scared. Yeah. He looked terrified. Primetime prime Stafford's different. Primetime Stafford is like a poor man's Kirk Cousins in the but sense But then again, he was fantastic week one. You know, do you he think was. that was just week one? I mean, one, they were playing the Bears. But two... Well, it's not like the Titans' defense has been. Oh, I mean, I mean, most of that was when he was on the Lions. But all I'm saying is, I would say primetime Stafford for most of his career has been like a poor man's Kirk. And not that he's been worse, but he's been not as bad as Kirk in in prime time. Like Kirk, another guy, great numbers. Stafford, great numbers for what they've dealt with. So, I like he doesn't have as large a sample size, uh, and he hasn't had as talented a team as long as Kirk has. But and I like Kirk, 
and I like Stafford, but you know, you know the the game against the freaking Bears doesn't really change much for me. Yeah, yeah but that's fair. Um, I like Stafford a lot. I you know, it's 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 just it seems like a super team in basketball. It's certainly up there. I mean, you, you kind of see that more in the NFL, especially, you know, with guys later. Because you get guys like Von Miller who are not – they're not what they once were, but they're also kind of like on their last year or two of being really effective. And they go – you know, they, their teams want to get something for them, and they go for pennies on the dollar. Like, who's – you know, who's not going to make that deal for Von Miller at this point for a contender? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure if you brought that yeah. offer to every other of the top six teams, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, we'll make that deal, you know? Yeah. Um, so you see it a lot with, like, teams being able to build super teams of sort um, this late in the year with those older guys that are, you know, have two or three years of really good football left but weren't going to get next contracts from it. Like, Von Miller's not getting another contract from the Broncos, you know, longer than a year. You know, he might get two years, you know, or something like that But from the Rams. But even that, you know, a team like Denver who's going into a rebuild, it's not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting dynamic that I think only happens in the NFL. It's only made possible in the NFL. Just also because teams have so much more draft capital to work with. You know, second-round picks in the NBA are – they're virtually useless, you know. Yeah. They're, they're fillers, but – you know, you in the NFL draft, you're supposed to get a starting caliber caliber player in each of the first three rounds. If you have a successful yeah, draft, they say your first three picks should end up being in your starting lineup. It's in some form. Not that they're going to be fantastic, but they're starter level starter level players. Um, so you know, not having to give up that. I mean, would they give up a second and a third for him, and like a seventh or something like that? I forget what the exact compensation yeah, I was, but was. I think it was a second and a third and maybe a throw-in seventh or something like that. Uh, regardless, you know, the, the Rams could potentially be scary. And if they can make OBJ work, I mean, that's that's scary, man. Is that is that a better three than Tampa? Let's assume OBJ is, let's say his not his Giants level, but he's as good as, as his best years on the Brown, which Browns, which was like, you know, slightly over a thousand yards. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Well well and I think you have to include the tight end. I'm taking Gronk over Higby. Um That's fair. But wait, taking, I mean Gronk, well who knows what's happening with Gronk they but also like three Tampa has three tight ends that could legitimately start on a number of teams. Well another guy doesn't really catch the ball is that man, O.J. Howard. But let's so let's who's the best receiver on Tampa? Um, I'm still giving it to Mike Evans. Okay, so Mike Evans, yeah, and then your best receiver is Cup is obviously definitely a lot better than Evans. Uh, that's an advantage. And then number two, I guess you can go. I mean, you can go Godwin or I mean, I'll say Godwin or A.B. are better than Woods. And then the yeah, remainder I was say, of that. Either way, I'm going. I'm going Tampa's guy. The re- remainder of that even is better than OBJ for sure. So, really, it's Cooper Cup is is the one with the big advantage. And then other than that, I'll, I'll definitely take. Um, I guess if you want to go fourth, Vance Jeff Van Jefferson's better than Scotty Miller or Johnson. Well, I, I like John. I do like Johnson, but yeah, I mean, I do too. I guess, but I think he's not. He's a year away from being a year away type of guy. Well, yeah, but the, these teams really aren't using four wide receiver too too often though, because 
the yeah, tight end fair. and the running. That's fair. Yeah, but, but I mean, when you have a Van Jefferson at year four, you he's probably going to be. You and you don't have a fantastic second tight end, you know, or at least a viable one. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine that they'll be using four wide receivers more than more than most teams might. Yeah, at times. Um. All right. Well. OBJ, Rams, well, I guess we'll see. Super Bowl odds haven't moved. Still at, I think, plus 750 most places are around there. Um, but to another kind of weird story that's still developing in, in the uh, NFL, the Dalvin Cook situation. Um, so I guess last n- November? November 2020? Or somewhere. Some in the last 6 to 12 months, there was a incident and charges were filed and it was interviews and whatever basically each side is is accusing the other dalvin cook is it first came out his lawyers were saying that his ex-girlfriend he was accusing his ex-girlfriend of domestic violence breaking and entering uh assaulting him with mace him and his two friends and then holding them at gunpoint i believe or at least threatening them with a gun in some form and then uh, the next day we got, well, yesterday we got uh, apparent screenshots that were from, uh, of instant uh, direct messages between Dalvin and this woman on Instagram showing her face pretty banged up. Um, you know, it didn't look, I think the Dalvin's attorneys classified it as a cut above the nose. Um, and this girl had, she had a cut above the nose, a cut a couple other places, a black eye, um, pretty banged up. Um, and in the direct messages, I mean, Dalvin fully admits to some level of wrongdoing. Uh, it looks like he admits to doing what is, you know, in those pictures, doing to what her face looks like. Uh, I believe she says something to the effect of my, you know, my face is so fucked up. I can't even go see family for Thanksgiving or whatever. Um, so it's really a lot of he said, she said at this point. Um, I don't know what, I don't think anyone knows what to believe. It sounds like there was either, it sounds like there was some level of wrongdoing on both sides or maybe one was a reaction to another. Um, you know, it, it, if if Dalvin's side is true and the, everything his lawyer said came in, it's pretty pretty tough to argue against a a self-defense in that scenario but by the same token if what dalvin if what the girl's saying is true that's you know pretty indefensible actions by dalvin too so it's a very uh, very serious accusations on each side of the coin and it seems like two very different stories so how this breaks out is going to be really interesting um because that's uh you know that if he did that that's that's you can call it a career for Dalvin, um, because that's that's probably jail time. But by the same token, it's probably jail time for her too if if everything Dalvin says is true. So I don't know how this is gonna break out. I don't want to. You know, this is the last thing you want to jump to conclusions on. Um, you really want to, especially when it's this much legality involved. You want to really wait and see how it all unfolds. But it is a it is a damning, interesting situation going on right now. Yeah, very, very, uh, pretty much a bad look for both of them right now. It yes, no, no one like, wins here. Seems like it was a very toxic relationship. Um, they're not together anymore, right? It's the ex-girlfriend? Correct, that's that's ex-girlfriend. my understanding. And I yeah, don't, I mean, she's either, 
a sar- it says she's a sergeant, sergeant in the military. Yeah, sergeant, I don't, yeah. but I've also seen that she's a cop, and I don't know if that's people misinterpreting sergeant as like a sergeant yeah. police officer, or if she actually is also a police officer. She can put on a can of whoop ass, though. Yeah, she certainly seems to be trained in the uh, area of weapons and and combat. Um, whether yeah, she's so. a cop or a uh, military member. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's a sergeant, but um, so. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's hard to really take a side or say who's in the wrong or right. Um, but what I do probably know is that it's it's so there's so much ambiguity in it that Dalvin Cook's probably gonna play for I'd say a majority of the year. He may play the whole year even because they're gonna have to wait. They'll probably wait for the legal thing, the legal action to take you know take action. That won't be till for a while, I'd assume. Yeah, you'd have to assume That's that not, he's he's safe. To play the rest of this year, uh, but yeah, I, right. then again, you know, I don't. Who the hell know? I don't know how they decide these these dates right on wrong. things. Like some sometimes these court dates happen in like a month. The other times they happen in a year. You know, Deshaun yeah. Watson got acclu- accused in like 1973, and he yeah. still hasn't gone on trial. So I, I, I don't know. You know, and those those are just as I'm not going to, you know, put severity on it, but those are those are pretty damn serious, if not more serious accusations than Dalvin, and there's a lot more of them. We're talking about one girl with Dalvin, or one incident, yeah. not 20-something. Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with the uh, the the amount of wait time we have with with uh, Deshaun, just the, the sheer volume of the complaints and, and accusations. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's couldn't not talk about it you know it's a it kind of rocked the nfl world for a, a day or two because it was very we got like pieces of it you know we got dalvin's side all of a sudden and then it was a reaction to this this him being sued but then it was then her side came out and all of a sudden it looked really bad so but i believe she's filing a civil suit right she didn't file criminal charges yeah i think so and he is filing criminal charges or also a counter civil suit? I don't know how, because, you know, I mean, he's he's claiming she's money grabbing, essentially. Yeah. And he's, you know, that, that when you have evidence like that, it's, you'd think there would be, you'd file criminal charges, you know? Because a lot would, of the, it, it, so. with Deshaun, you know, there's like, people are saying they're not, filing criminal charges because it's so hard to prove that and they don't have any like you know photo or video evidence yeah um which makes it that much harder to prove a a situation like Deshaun's but with domestic abuse or assault you have if you have videos or photo evidence you know there's proof for both of them there's proof for the video with Dalvin yeah Dalvin as you say Dalvin we got the video today of Dalvin of her in the apartment or his house threatening him with i mean on camera we don't see the gun but she threatens to use the gun on him or Mm -hmm. bring her gun out and use it on him um that that much is clear so we know that aspect of dalvin's story is at least partially true um, that she did threaten him with a gun so um we'll see how it all unfolds but it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on and, and watch um you know we could mean could mean a lot of bad things for Dalvin and Vikings fans. Could mean absolutely nothing um, for football and just for this woman. But we'll see. Um, I guess moving on to some happier and more lighthearted stuff. Uh, we'll head over to the MLB. We got free agency officially began a couple days ago. I believe on Monday. 
Um, so this is one of the better free agent classes in a while. Um, probably the last, probably the best in the last, you know, four or five, six years. Um, and we could see a lot of deals happen before December 1st, December 1st, for those listeners who don't know, December 1st at midnight, the, or 11.59 PM, the collective bargaining agreement, uh, expires and baseball will not have any laws to work off of. Therefore, the winter meetings, which are supposed to start on December 5th will be canceled if a deal is not reached by then. And from all, for all intents and purposes, MLB will freeze. The offseason will come to a screeching halt. There won't be signings. There won't be trades. There will be the players' union and the owners going back and forth, gnawing at each other to get every cent they can and every bullet point they want out of each side of the deal. Um, so we might see a lot of star players or star free agents, you know, the Correas, Seegers, Scherzers, all those, Verlander. We might see all those guys sign in the next two or three weeks uh, before before the end of the month. Hope so, so. It would be nice. It would be a good, uh, you know, I think th- th- a lot of the players might fear the unknown. We don't know what happens, you know, and teams might be hoping that they kind of get, some teams might be hoping that they keep the salary cap, might, salary cap, luxury tax, which is effectively a salary cap. Others yeah. might be hoping they lose it. You know, I think the big market, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cubs, the Red Sox, all the big market teams obviously don't want the salary cap or the luxury tax. Um, but you got your your small market, your Rays and your, you know, all the small market teams who clearly want it. Um, but I think the unknown will cause people to make moves earlier rather than later. Um, so I get, let's run through some of the MLB free agents and talk about like where they could potentially sign. Um, I think let's start with Correa and and Seager. I think they're probably considered the one two on everyone's board. Um, same position. And they probably could potentially have an effect on where each other goes. Uh, I'm sure they have a lot of the same suitors, potential suitors. So, you know, one if you know, like the Yankees, one it's can, Brian Cashman admitted as much. They're they're talking to both of them. So, you know, one goes there, they the other's not. If Cray goes back to Houston, they're out on the other guys. You know, so where are we thinking for potential destinations for? Seeger and or Correa and what are we thinking of a, of a dollar value and years and stuff like that potential contracts uh, well to me I mean I think the guy is Seeger for the Yankees um let's not forget the Correa comments about Derek Jeter from I forgot how long ago it was a couple years ago um Correa you know he just kind of sounds like a, a scumbag I don't really think yeah I know Yankee fans aren't very fond of him and I know they'll still go for him but I think Seager fits more of the he looks more like it I think he fits more of the mold of a pinstripe player um he would be the guy that I would want to go uh go sign um as so a Yankee I, fan that's my as that's Yankee, my hope too yeah that's yeah and they're both uh you know they both are injury prone they both are injury prone so that's a that's a fallback I don't think either of them are going to break Lindor's record, though. Um, no, especially after Lindor. I mean, he did. He, he ended up recover, bouncing back a little bit, but he certainly didn't put up the numbers that you want when you're paying someone like that. So I don't think, you know, while Tatis, he beat Tatis in, from a contract standpoint, and Tatis certainly put up numbers that, are, that warrant his contract. But mm-hmm. Lindor did not. Um, 
So, you know, that's not going to – unless, you know, unless you're say you – it's now – teams can now say, like, okay, yeah, great. They gave him that money, but that's a mistake. We're not comparing you to Francisco Lindor. We're comparing you to Fernando Tatis. So how you doing compared to Fernando Tatis? And they're not. Neither of them are Fernando Tatis. So I, I think you're right. I think – both of them are. I don't think if they do clear three hundred million, I think it'll be very small amount over, like five million or less over. Um, but I, I think, I think it's fair to assume they will be in the two fifty to two seventy five range. I think yeah. I think I think two eighty to three hundred. I think they'll be there. That's fair. But I don't, I was but gonna I say two sixty to two eighty. I, I, mean, I think Lindor was like three forty something. I don't think they'll be three fifty. No, no, I don't. That's just a bad contract. It's a bad contract. Yeah. I mean, you could argue three hundred million is a bad contract. You know, I mean, obviously it affects different teams more. If, you know, if Seattle gives three hundred million, that's a way bigger problem if that doesn't pan out than if the Yankees, Cubs, Red Sox, Dodgers do it. So it uh, it, it Mets obviously now too. Yeah, the Mets now too. Exactly. So it obviously depends on who's doing it, but you know. It's about. It's not about whether if it's a good or bad contract. It's about if it's uh, if it matters to you. You know how yeah. much does it cripple you? You know. They, so yeah. So we're assuming the Yankees are gonna get one of these two guys. I think that's a fair assumption. Where do you think the other will go? I think it's like I think Houston's out if they don't because they're not gonna pay Correa. Then they're not gonna pay Seager. You know. I think yeah. they fall back onto like the second tier guys. You know, maybe if for some reason Story wants to take a bit of a discount, um, or Simeon, um, or even Baez. But Baez doesn't seem like he's gonna go anywhere but the Mets. Seems yeah, like he, he came here for a reason and will stay there um, as long as they give him. Plus, he's gonna be a lot less. You know, what what do we think of Baez? Like five years, hundred and twenty five, hundred and twenty million. It's the exact number I was gonna think. Five years, hundred and twenty-five million. Yeah. Um, and there's so many of them. I really don't think his market's gonna be great. I really don't. Um, no, because the, the everyone who needs one has money and will get one of the two. Like the Yankees are I mean, gonna stories, go get I guess one of the them. Third stories, the third. And if it wasn't for a down year, he'd be right in the mix with them. Um, and then and then stories clearly above Baez though. So. And then you have Simeon, how old is so, Baez? Because Seager and Correa are both 27. Story's 29. How much? I think, I think Baez, yeah, is, Baez like, is 30 or 31. I thought he was a little younger. Um, Maybe he's 29 too. Um, he is 28. Oh, Turns okay. 29. Yeah, so. Gotcha. Okay. So I was off on that. Um, but he's also the least productive of the four. Uh yeah, best defender I would say, but that's fair. That's fair. He's the he's the biggest strikeout, all or nothing guy. Not as much a complete uh offensive player, but yeah, I think he'll resign with the Mets. I think he wants to stay stay with Lindor. Um, but uh yeah, I don't know. I think I think they could make a run at Correa still on a shorter, like maybe a five year one eighty million deal, something like that. If uh if if. If the Yankees get Seager, I don't know where Seager would go if, if uh, if the Yankees got Correa. Yeah, I'm trying to think like who, who really. I mean, or is a team like the Tigers gonna throw 300 million at him? You know. 
I mean, if I'm or Texas, I, how about the Rangers? I, the Rangers if I'm Corey are Corey Seager, and I am on the Dodgers and living in L.A. and I don't really care the money difference. I'm not going to play in Detroit. That's um, true. That's very true. I, I yeah, I, I can't see it. Like he like he seems like he's got the baby face. Like I'm sure he does very well with the ladies. Like I'm sure he's. Loving his life in L.A. Like, L.A., yeah, that ain't, ain't going to be the same life in Detroit. Yeah, he seems like someone that needs a big market. Like, he seems like someone that, like, that like likes the press, that's, like, you know, just, you know, he's a great face to have, like, you know. Yeah. Never is and, in trouble. Houston's a big market, but they're just not willing to pay anyone. Yeah. You know? I mean, Houston's the fourth largest city in the country. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, well... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know where the other one goes if Correa – I mean, if Yankees don't – like, if the Yankees sign Correa or Seager. I think there's more options for Correa than there is Seager because of – like what you said, I think he has the ties to um, Hinch in Detroit. Mm-hmm. He has uh, – uh, there's been rumors that Texas is going to go after him hard. That wouldn't be yeah. that far of a move. You know, he remains in Texas. The no state income tax. I could see him going to Texas. I think Texas is going to throw a lot of money at someone. Yeah, that's that. That's probably a safe bet. So we think Texas is uh, a vi- Do we think Texas is a viable Corey Seager destination? Not really. I can't really see that. What about the I mean, Angels? I mean, the Do- I mean, who knows? The Dodgers could even re-sign him for you know. I mean, the Dodgers are another team like the Rams. They just seem to be able to just pull out this money and they just. They have That's no, true. I mean, their their GM did say the other day, like, wink, wink. We don't we don't give a fuck about money. Yeah. Like, so I, you know, I, I don't I don't think it should be uh, presumed that that Seager's leaving either. That's fair. That's fair. But where do they play him? Third. Short. Short. Turner's Turner's at second. They're not. They're not. They're not moving. Uh, they're not moving Seager. Trey Turner. Not, yeah, Trey not Justin Turner. No, then they'll both be at third and second. I don't. Yeah, Seager's gonna stay at short. Seager's like the you know I think it's like an I think it's like an A Rod Jeter. Like Jeter deserves it. He was the you know he was always there. Like you know A Rod was really good at short too. But you know okay sorry you gonna have but to learn. Who, who do they have at second? They have Lux at second right now. Uh, Lux he can play outfield too though. He plays. He okay. Can play around. Um. But yeah, he, he he plays second as well, and he he can play the corner outfield positions. Um, they have an abundance of riches, obviously, but um, you know, but Turner's got I think one more year, right? Also, so you know, you're not gonna move, you know. I think both Turners have one more year. Yeah, they both do. Um, and I, I can't I imagine Turner. they I can't imagine they bring back Justin Turner on a major contract after that. Cause what is he? Or he's already thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, no, they won't. They won't. But he'll probably stay there forever, though. He'll probably. I can't see him going anywhere at this point. But Trey Turner could definitely easily leave. He could easily leave, in my opinion. Um, and that's where it's like, why you're not gonna like move Seager's position? And I don't really know if Seager could even play second. He's like a much bigger guy. You're not gonna move Turner to short, and then short, and then he leaves. Like if you sign Seager, like Seager's already been the guy at short. Like you're keeping him there. Well, with one year left in his deal, you don't think they're going to try and negotiate a, a contract extension with Seager and with uh, Turner, Trey Turner, this off season? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have I'm, to, right? I'm sure they'll try, but if they if they sign Seager, I mean, it, it will be tough. And I think, um, 
you know, he didn't look great at second. He also didn't look great at second. He really did struggle at second, to be honest. So, and they have luck. So, I don't know if that's a, it's a, you know, a necessity for them. I think the more necessity is to keep Seager, um, the home, the hometown kid, and you know, you know, Turner definitely did struggle at second, and and I don't think Seager could play second because of his body. Uh, but Turner looks like he could be adept and could definitely get used to it over time because he's a smaller guy and he's quicker yeah. and but yeah i mean um, let's not act like you know changing positions in the major leagues is the easiest thing to do no no it, t- it took a rod a bit and then a rod was a really solid third baseman he but he struggled his first year or he two. did he did there was i mean there was i remember that there was questions if this was like a thing that could be a long-term solution you know yeah Mm-hmm. but uh, um, yeah I don't... yeah i guess I, I guess let's talk about the pitchers now they we have Verlander and Scherzer and Kershaw free agent. Is there any chance Kershaw leaves? Mm, you no, know, but well, here's the thing: they're not going to do all three of them. They're not going to re-sign Kershaw, re re-sign Turner, and uh, or re-up Turner on an extension. And I don't think they'll be able to do all three of those, which is why I don't. I think. Turner may walk next year. I th- I I just get the feeling. I think Kershaw does return, and I think one of the two of Verlander or um, Scherzer are gonna go to. I'm forgetting Scherzer's from the from the from the Dodgers too. Oh man, that really. Yeah. That, that that's a fourth. Yeah, this is that's that's crazy. Um, I I have a feeling one of the two of those pitchers is gonna go to the Angels, um, either Scherzer or Verlander. But if 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 and then if they they're all really contingent on one another because if if, if they don't re-sign Correa, um, maybe they get Story for a little cheaper and then the extra money and then then some they put into Verlander. Yeah, you know I mean, I what mean, was Verlander eighteen nineteen million against the cap or twenty million against the cap at last yeah. year last couple yeah. Of years. Yeah, I mean you sign him for what two years thirty million something like that. I don't know something like that two years thirty mil. Two year, you know, I think that's fine. Didn't they? I mean, didn't he, they say he was searching for twenty five million a year? Sure, they, uh, yeah. Verlander. I doubt he's gonna get that. He's not gonna get that. I, I highly, doubt he will too. But I know, he also said he wants to pitch till he's forty five. That was the new thing out of this week. So maybe it's he's tough. looking for a longer term. If he's looking for a long term deal, I don't really I don't think he's gonna find it. No, but I think two years is fair. Two years is, I mean, you know, I'd, 35, maybe 40 million, you know. Um, I mean, I think he's going to be really good when he comes back. I don't, I'm not going to doubt him at all. But, you know, there is the injury um, and he's getting older. And I think he's going to be able to come back and pitch great. But any pitcher at that age, I'm not signing to a deal more than two years. Unless it's Bartolo Colon because he can pitch And he's coming 70. off Tommy John surgery. Let's not forget that. Like, yeah. I know Tommy John isn't, you know, nearly as big of a deal. It's like an ACL now. It's like not really a big deal, but it's it's, it's not insignificant. You know, it's, it, a lot of people come back stronger, but a lot of people don't. You know, there are still people that aren't the same pitcher after Tommy John. Especially the first year back, you know, and it's a lot, a lot. The percentage is much higher of the people who aren't themselves right away, and then become themselves the next year or halfway through the first year back. You know what I mean? It takes yeah. them a minute to, takes them a little while to really become themselves again, or at least become what they're gonna be post surgery. Maybe Kate Upton will help that though. So you gotta, you gotta assume so, and you gotta assume that Kate Upton's influence is 
going to push him towards L.A. or New York. You know? It I mean, could, yeah. he, outside of Houston, outside of Houston. Because I think, like, she's already, you know, they've already settled with Houston, you know? So, outside, if they're leaving Houston, you have to assume that the front runners are the Yankees, Angels, and Dodgers. I just don't see them going to the Dodgers, though, because they'd rather re-sign Scherzer and or Kershaw. But it could be the Angels. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Scherzer was the fucking best pitcher in Major League Baseball, a Hall of Fame second half, you know? I mean, yeah, Scherzer's going to get money. Scherzer's going to be the exception. He's going to get a ton of money. As he should. I mean, how long, how many years are you comfortable giving Scherzer? Because he's, what, 37? Is he 37? Maybe 36? I, I would guess thir- I would guess 36. Let's find out. But if he's 36. 37. 37. And he's going to be 37 at the start of next year? Yes, he turns 38 July 27th. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm fine giving him three years, $50 million. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I'll give him three years, even $60 million. $60 million. yeah. That's yeah I mean, listen, you expect him to be a ace-level pitcher for the next three years. Fuck it. I'll give him. I'll, I'll give him four years, seventy-five. More, four years, eighty. I mean, I mean, look. If it if that's gonna be the difference, how can you say no? Yeah, exactly. How yeah. how can you say no? One point two I mean, million a year. At first, when I said three years, fifty fifty-five, I'm like, no. It's, he's gonna need. He's he's pitching at as as well as he almost ever has. So, it's. That's the thing. I mean, he that stre- that stretch he had is like the best stretch he's ever had in his career. You know, obviously it's a small sample size, but he was, he was fucking insane. Yeah. He was unhittable. I don't know. I mean, there's 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 so much that could change the landscape of the league, but it also seems like there's really only like seven or eight teams that are going to be any type of players in in the free agency this year, you know? Yeah. Even Boston seems to really be focused on their own guys. I haven't heard a major rumor about any of the top guys tied to them. You know? I haven't heard the Mets either. I've heard them trying to re-up Schwarber and uh, Rodriguez, and that's it. I haven't heard any major names tied to Boston. That's unfortunate because he's not very good at baseball. Who, Schwarber? No, Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, 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 it's it's fortunate for me. I hope they bring him back on a nice 10-year contract. He's a, he's a classic, like, 15-win Porcello guy with, like, a four-and-a-half ERA, and I'm like, whatever. I don't really... Yeah. Yep, yep. And JD re-upped, too. I mean, he didn't... Yeah. He just didn't opt out. So he's got mm-hmm. one year left in his deal, right? I um, believe. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks like Boston will be returning pretty much the same team in terms of uh key pieces yeah definitely so i mean who's left to be players you have the the yankees the mets the dodgers the angels i don't think the mets gonna be big players honestly much i don't i haven't heard anything i don't you don't think they'll go after guys like someone like starling Marte or you know someone like that i'm not saying you know they're gonna be in on Correa, gonna... Verlander, and all those guys, but you don't think they'll be in on the Tier B guys? Yeah, I do, I do, I do. I just don't think any of the guys we talked about they'll be in on. Other than oh, Baez. that's fair, that's fair. Well, yeah, that, that's what we well, were kind of talking they, about. Like, it, it's kind of like a, 
but it's a it's a merry go or you know musical chairs of sorts. There's really there's like four or five guys and really only three or four teams that could handle them. You know. Yeah. I guess Philly's a team to watch. Philly could be they've they've said that they're willing to spend a lot of money and they go after pitching. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they made a play at Verlander or uh, Scherzer. I doubt it would. I I mean think they maybe have a shot at Verlander I think they have zero chance at Scherzer just because yeah. him coming from the Nationals um, like the Phillies and the Angels are really the same thing they always piss this money away and they always have all these players and nothing to show for it ever. never yeah never never materializes they really are they're, they're the American League and National League version of each other I don't take either team seriously every year I There's mean, no reason if, to. No reason to. I mean, people get excited about the offensive player Otani and Rendon was out for a lot and Trout got hurt obviously, but they, if the Angels would need to sign one of those stud top two or three guys on the market starting pitching wise, and they need to have their hitters healthy for me to take them seriously. Well, yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, I think, listen, if if Anaheim or whatever, they're they're still Anaheim. If they were healthy uh, last year. Their offense was solid, you know. Oh, they yeah, their offense is great. They just need the pitching. Like if they get, like if if I'm them, I'm just pretty much throwing a blank check at Scherzer. I mean, I'll, I'll like yeah. If you can get four- Scherzer or Verlander, and then maybe sign a middle tier, like a really solid three level guy, who's gonna win, you know, who's gonna win you twelve to fifteen, sixteen games and have a, a three point eight ERA, yeah. you know, someone like that, that who's gonna actually have thirty starts. That'll that's, be some, yeah. That's yeah. That, that's uh, you know someone and maybe someone who's got who has those numbers but has playoff experience. You know, he's only gonna win. He's got he's gonna win. He's gonna go twelve and eight, but with a three nine ERA. But he's got you know a, a seven hundred winning percentage. In the, like exactly, Charlie. Charlie Morton type is a is a good good example. Um, so yeah, I think I think those teams are kind of on the cusp. And then you have the the Detroit's and Texas of the world, Rangers of the world, who Gross. are. They're not good, but they, from what we've heard, they're willing to spend money this season. We've even heard Marlins in in talks uh, about free agents. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. That's also an, that's also true. You know, we don't. But it, it has been some time where they they kind of cleared the books, and now it's you know it's kind of time to start building this franchise out. You can't just it is continue I if, to. I wonder if Seattle does something because they have they have not much on the books, and they have a lot of young talent, and they played over their heads probably but still yeah and they're gonna let kyle seager walk you know kyle, is he a free agent oh, too yeah oh wow he's he's good he's definitely very good yeah I th- but he's gonna be i think 34 next year no he's, he's no kid but he's he's definitely can really help a team be oh like absolutely a, be like a absolutely. five hitter for them be like a yeah, but yeah, no. Seattle's definitely a team to always watch. They they're kind of the same thing. They're one of those teams that every once in a while just throws a blank check at someone, you know. Yeah, like Robbie Cano. Yeah, exactly, and that well, we saw how that fucking worked out. Yeah, um, the, but the, Mets, the Mets got 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 sucked into that one. Yeah, but not not for ten years, for two years. No. Luckily. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're a team that, cause Seattle's a good sports town, you know, it's one of the better sports cities in the country. They, it's not like they're hurting for fan engagement yeah. there. Yeah. You know, Seattle, and I'm sure everyone I talk to about Seattle loves Seattle, you know, the city, they love living there. They love visiting there. I've never heard someone be like, yeah, Seattle sucks. 
even though it rains every fucking day well, of the year. I there, hear apparently. Seattle sucks from people that don't live there, but yeah. I hear it sucks from people that don't live there. That's I, I but I guess that's you say you could say that about every anywhere, you know, like yeah. any I just hear it's very depressing and and I don't know many particular people from Seattle, but I know they do have good fans and I'm sure they like it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a it's a it's a good sports town, you know. Yeah. I think that that much we can say um but yeah, I mean, what about these like second to Simeon or story? Was story anywhere? Simeon but had a year. Oh my God, he had a year. Do you think he's gonna be one of those guys that gets his bag and just isn't good next year? Um, if he goes to a different team, there's no way he's gonna be as good as he was last year uh, on the Blue Jays. But if he's smart, if he's smart, he should take a like fair deal for both him and the Blue Jays, because the Blue Jays can be serious contenders for the next five-plus years, easy. I mean, between... Yeah, I mean, if the Blue Jays kind of keep it going, we're going to... The AL East is going to be legitimately four playoff teams strong. You know, at least four serious contenders for playoff teams. It's scary. Because, I mean, Boston wasn't expected to be a playoff team, and they, they were, you know? Yeah, they surprised so, and me. And Tampa's definitely going to somehow make it back to the playoffs. They always do, and they don't. doesn't matter who the fuck they lose. They're going to find a way to back to the postseason, or at least in contention. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees obviously aren't going anywhere, and if Toronto has that young core, they're always going to be good. If Vladimir Guerrero keeps being that same player, I mean, talking about a top-five player in baseball if he keeps doing that. Maybe they sign a pitcher, too. Maybe they go for a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta you can't expect Robbie Ray to have a Cy Young year again next year. No. Um, so that, and what they, they traded for, uh, twins guy, right? Uh, Quintana? Berrios, Berrios. Berrios, Berrios. What am I talking about Quintana? Um, yeah, Berrios. He, but he wasn't super fantastic for them, was he? Down the stretch? I mean, he was just what he always is. I think he's always overhyped. He's like a three, six to four ERA guy. He's just. He's that, that three starter that we were talking about. Yeah, that, probably. Yeah, that but the people, Angels should sign. People treat him like he's like a low end one, high end two, though, because of like his curveball and he's he's got really good stuff and he just doesn't really always put it together and is consistent. But yeah, he would be a nice three starter. What about Rodon, the the, the White Sox guy, Rodon? Uh, Rodon, yeah, yeah. Carlos. He was. He had an, I mean, insane he, year. They and they just let him walk. That was it. Like he's. He's not going. It. He's he's out. Well, he had he had like a career year out of nowhere. I mean, honestly, I probably he 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 really. I don't know. I I don't know if I would sign a guy like Rodon. Honestly, I mean, he he really hasn't been this good, and he never was this good. Honestly, he had a lot of injuries, and I I don't really blame them. They got Guy Lee. Well, yeah, they let they him got, go, and then they re-signed him at, when he got healthy again, right? Yeah, they got Guy Lito. They got Keuchel. They got um. Lance Lynn, so they do have pitching. Dylan Cease, but he's he's kind of falling off a bit, right? Yeah, he's he's okay, but he's a fine back end guy. He just he's a little wild, but um, you know they they have they have a lot of good. That's where the the White Sox, man, they're as good as anyone on paper. It's just like I don't even know what they need because they got the pen, they got yeah. the hitting. Um, yeah, the pen is insane. I mean, I mean, you got, I mean, the pitchers I named. I mean, you got Lance Lynn is. Was great and Gailito and and Keuchel's a good another like that three four guy in in the playoffs and and they and they had Rodon having a career. I don't know what it's gonna take for them. I don't know if they need to get better defensively. I guess 
I'd have to dig into some it's, numbers. I but. think it's experience, you know. I think it's we, we talked Parsi about it a lot, but you know, but they, they just they just can't make it far at all, though. They really just can't. I don't know. It seems like it's like almost like an Oakland A's thing, like where they just like they're like an automatic first round loss of late. But they have money to spend, you know. Yeah, they, they do. don't always spend it, but they're they're a big market team. Let's make no mistake about that. They they operate like a big yeah. market team when they want to. Mm-hmm. They were um, also banged up. We'll see if they have those guys for a full year, like Robert and Jimenez. and Yeah, Robert and Jimenez were definitely banged up, and those are two of their better players, so and we, we have to give them that. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, they're a team that could kind of sneak in and grab someone too. You know, I'm not saying one of yeah. the – not in the Correa-Seager conversation, but, you know, mm-hmm. they could be in the mix for a lot of those uh, second-tier guys. Even a guy like uh, – mm-hmm. like where someone like Benintendi, where's he going to end up? He he's a guy that's not really being talked about know. too much. He's kind of been he's kind of a bum. He really hasn't done much in a while. Yeah, what do you hit? He hit like two seventy five last year, something like that. Eighteen, yeah, nineteen like home runs, or something, something like that. I don't even know if he hit that many home runs, um, but I don't know. He he he's someone that I think is just kind of had like a one year wonder type thing. I don't I don't really I don't really know if he's. The player that he wasn't who we thought he was. Like, what did he bat last? He batted, yeah, you were right, 276. Oh, you were very good at guesses, actually. 276, 17 home runs, 2.4 war. Um, I guess, yeah, he was a nice player. He was he, he had a, he had a decent bat. He, he had eight steals only. The steals weren't what they were. Um, nothing special, certainly, but uh, a nice. A, a, a slightly above average player. Yeah, yeah. Nice, but, nice season. Not for what, what we we thought he was going to be no uh maybe so maybe the answer is he stays in in uh in kansas city yeah maybe who do we think is is left on the, the who's the biggest trade targets obviously we, there's a lot of matt olson talk lately um definitely matt olson um matt olson whit merrifield um brian reynolds you know those are all guys in Smaller markets that have really high value, if those teams can cash in on them for some prospects and maybe like one solid, you know, MLB young, talented player, uh, I think they should do that. The Royals have some hitters for sure. Their problem is definitely pitching, um, the pen, the rotation. They got a lot of, they got a lot of needs um, when it comes to pitching. Um, the Pirates are just, I, I mean, they just need everything. <laughs> They're pretty bad. They, they need a lot. Um, yeah, they they, they, they they're just Jesus. always pretty they need bad. Jesus. Yeah, they're just always the same. I don't. I mean, they couldn't win with uh, McCutcheon and those boys. So I don't. You know, I really don't. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't even know what to say about them. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know what I'd do with Reynolds if I were them. You would need to give me an amazing package to blow me over the top, and then who's the other player? Wit. Uh, Wit might just. Wit probably might just stay there and just be another. Yeah, I feel like he's he. I mean, he has been on the trade block for literally like four or five years. Yeah. And every year, every summer, we're like, "Oh, Witt's gonna go finally," and he never does. So yeah. at this point, I mean, just keep him. Kind of, he's your yeah. guy, you know. Yeah. Let him ride it out for the next two or three years. Um, I don't know why that team doesn't, you know, uh, why that team doesn't spend more. They have such a they have a celebrity driven ownership group. I know. Obviously, they have Patrick Mahomes, Paul Rudd, um, a couple other actors. Yeah, they need to spend more on pitching. They need to. They need to invest. They need to invest because I mean, they got they got Wit, they got they got 
Benatendi's okay. They got they got Perez. They had Jorge Soler. They had you know they have they have hitting. They have some they have some some pop in there. So uh, they need pitching bad, and I don't know why they don't spend it. Yeah. Yeah, it really it doesn't it doesn't make too much sense to me. But you know, it's gonna be a long MLB offseason for a lot of reasons. Uh, let's hopefully we get some a lot of fireworks over these next couple weeks to you know strave off the the impending lockout that could be coming. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just hope we don't miss any any actual baseball games. All right, now we are gonna head into our picks for this week, NFL Week Ten. Um, what do you got, Sully? What are you liking this week? All right. I'm going to go with, uh, pick up the games. I like the Titans minus two and a half a lot. Um, it's a weird, uh, do you have two and a half as well? Or do you have three? Um, I have three on my bookie. All right, I'll take the Titans minus three. Um, they're at home. I don't really understand the spread, but maybe it'll burn me, I guess. But uh, the, t- the Saints have Simeon, um, and Kamara might not play, and the Titans are feasting against everyone. The defense it looks fantastic. Um, you know, Even without Henry, they're still doing enough offensively, so I'll take the Saints minus three there. Um, second game, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with actually the Seahawks plus three and a half um, with Russell Wilson back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is supposed to play, um, but there's a chance, you know, he's supposed to be back by Saturday. But who knows? Um, it leaves one day for practice. Part of me feels like he's going to go off because he's going to be pissed. But also, Russell Wilson's back and he's getting three and a half points. So um, he's going to have a full week to practice, and Rodgers, you know, will have just a walkthrough on Saturday. And again, if he doesn't practice that, if he doesn't get to play for whatever reason, if there's some sort of setback or something with, uh, you know, then that that spread is like six or seven realistically. Yeah. So I'm going to go with them. And then they I, say uh, my third one, I'm going to points on the spread or six points on the spread. Yeah, really? Yeah. So uh, and then I like the Broncos minus two and a half against the Eagles. Um, the Eagles continue um, to just fuck me every other way and they don't they're not a very good team they're three and six their coach is an idiot he's talking about roots one week he's 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 an imbecile that guy Sirianni oh, um, yeah hurts is okay hurts is okay uh, but the Broncos look like they really have a decent team they're five and four um, you know Teddy's playing very well you got Judy back now with Sutton and Patrick you got a uh, really, really nice two-headed monster. Uh, Gordon's doing a lot better than people thought. He's really, he's really even doing better than Javante in certain areas. So they got a really solid offense, and their defense is still really good even without Von Miller. Um, they got some that uh, that corner they drafted. What's his name? Um, oh, Patrick Sertan. Patrick Sertan. He's playing really good. So um, that's who I'll take. I'll take the Broncos, um, and then for the over/under, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with the over in the Vikings Chargers game of 53. 
think it'll be a shootout between Kirk and Herbie. Kirk and non-prime time. Yeah. I love it. Oh, man. we Two were the same this week. Um, I also like the, the Titans minus three. Um, I think that's a really good spot for them. Again, I don't get it, but I'm not really going to call a home game a trap game. Um, yeah. So right there with you. Um, and I'm also with you on the over as well. Or no, sorry. That's the the Chargers. Sorry. Um, well, while we're there, I'm, I'm with you on the over and the Vikings Chargers. Um, my other one, uh, second spread is I'm taking the Bills and the big number. Uh, last time they got punched in the mouth was week one against the Steelers. They came back and kicked the living piss out of the Miami Dolphins, 35 nothing. I like them to do something similar to the Jets, despite the great Mike White starting. I won't. I don't think it'll be 35 nothing, but could be 35-14. You know, so uh, yeah. Some I think I think the Bills cover that with a you know 14 to 21 point win. Uh, and last is Chargers minus three. I like them to kind of get this. I don't know if you want to call it a statement win, but they're at home. Basically, calling them equal teams. Um, I just don't. I don't like how the Vikings have looked this year. I think Justin Herbert kind of carries them over over the edge. And I, if I'm only got laying a field goal at home with a team that talented, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that. So, Titans minus three, Bills minus twelve, Chargers minus three, and over on Vikings Chargers over fifty two and a half. Um, so those are our picks this week. Um, yeah, like what we got. Um, but that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on all the socials at Bleacher Fan or Bleacher Fan Sports uh, across the board. And we will be back next week.